Good morning, and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Thursday, January 25th. On today's show, Apple considers taking commissions on sideloaded apps in the EU, and WorldCoin plans to launch a new orb to make its eyeball scanning device look more friendly. Plus, Microsoft Teams now supports 3D and VR meetings. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with a look at Apple's latest strategy to claim a share of in-app purchases, regardless of how users access apps or make payments. This comes after Apple reduced commissions to 27%, following a court ruling that mandated the company to allow app developers to direct users to their own payment options via the web. Now, Apple is considering a similar approach for apps downloaded outside its App Store, especially in the EU, where new legislation will permit users to download apps without going through the App Store. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Abby. Indeed, David. This new EU legislation is a significant change that will affect how iOS apps are discovered, marketed, and accessed. Apple has been against such a measure, arguing that it will expose iPhone users to numerous security risks. However, the EU legislation aims to level the playing field between Apple and businesses wanting to operate on its platform. So how does Apple plan to navigate this new legislation? According to a report from the Wall Street Journal, Apple plans to introduce new fees and restrictions for apps downloaded outside its app store in the EU. This means Apple could still attempt to take a commission on in-app purchases and other sales, even if the app is discovered and installed from other websites. This could pose a challenge to the new legislation, which was intended to allow companies to conduct business without being subject to Apple's commissions. And what has been the response of other companies to this new legislation? Several companies are already considering how to leverage these new possibilities. For instance, Microsoft is contemplating setting up its own app store for mobile games. Meta is also considering a system where users could download apps from Facebook apps. Spotify, a notable critic of Apple, is planning to offer app downloads on its website. How does this development relate to the recent epic antitrust case against Apple? It appears that Apple is considering implementing a similar set of guidelines as it did when complying with the ruling in the Epic Antitrust case. Although Apple largely won that case, the court decided that Apple couldn't restrict app developers from directing users to their own websites for processing payments. Apple complied with the ruling, but with several caveats, including templates and language for developers to use, restrictions on what can't be said, and limitations on what sort of websites can be linked to. It seems like Apple is in for a challenging time navigating these new regulations and maintaining its revenue from in-app purchases, thanks to Abby for shedding light on this complex issue. Now, let's shift gears to the world of cryptocurrency. WorldCoin, a crypto project co-founded by Alex Blania, Sam Altman, and Max Novenstern, is known for its unique orb device that scans people's irises to assign them a world ID. Now the orb is getting a makeover. Alex Blania, CEO and co-founder of Tools for Humanity, the company behind WorldCoin, shared that the next iterations of the orb will look quite different. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about the orb and its upcoming changes? 
Certainly, David. The orb is a device that scans people's irises to verify their identities and prevent the creation of multiple accounts. The new orb, expected to roll out in the first half of this year, will have alternative colors and form factors. According to Blania, it will look much more friendly and similar to an Apple product. Interesting. And what has been the public's reaction to the orb so far? Well, the orb's design has certainly raised eyebrows. It's a five-pound chromatic device that looks like a bowling ball from a sci-fi movie. Blania noted that people in the U.S. are obsessed with the design and that they either hate it or love it. Despite the skepticism, dozens of attendees at a recent event in San Francisco scanned their irises in exchange for a world ID. And how has WorldCoin been performing so far? WorldCoin has been focusing on adoption in cities like Buenos Aires, Nairobi, Lisbon, and Bangalore during its beta testing period. This strategy faced some criticism for seemingly targeting developing economies. However, WorldCoin also went on a world tour last year, visiting major cities like Tokyo, Miami, New York City, and San Francisco. According to its website, over the past seven days, more than 190,000 new accounts were created, and about 3.13 million people total have signed up for WorldCoin. What's the future plan for WorldCoin? Blania shared that their thesis is very simple. They aim to race toward billions of users as fast as they possibly can. With the new orb and its more user-friendly design, they hope to attract more users and expand their presence. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for the update, Bella. Speaking of tech advancements, Microsoft is taking a leap into the future with the launch of its immersive 3D meetings inside Microsoft Teams. The company's mixed reality platform, Microsoft Mesh, is now being integrated into Teams, allowing people to gather in virtual spaces with or without a VR headset. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Celeste. Could you explain how these 3D meetings work? Certainly, David. The 3D mesh meetings in Teams work best with a VR headset, with Microsoft currently only supporting Meta's Quest devices. Participants can engage in virtual 3D meetings, and the spatial audio feature allows for private conversations similar to those you'd have in an office by moving away from other coworkers in the virtual space. The 3D environments are also customizable, with activities like tossing beanbags or icebreaker questions for remote colleagues. That sounds intriguing. What about the availability of these features? Are they accessible to all Microsoft Teams users? All of the standard mesh features, including immersive spaces in Teams, will be available to Microsoft Teams business plans. However, if a company wants to deploy a custom immersive space, a Teams premium license is required. So, Microsoft Mesh was initially a separate platform. How does its integration into Teams change its role? While Microsoft Mesh still exists as a platform for developers to tap into VR and AR experiences, its integration into Teams seems like a natural progression. It's almost as if Mesh is on a path to becoming a Teams feature rather than its own platform. What about the adoption of these virtual meetings in the business world? Are companies showing interest? Microsoft has noted that companies like Accenture, BP, Takeda, and Mercy Ships are currently using Mesh. However, these represent a small fraction of the companies that use Teams every day. The integration into Teams will likely boost adoption, but it remains to be seen how widely these virtual meetings will be embraced in the business world. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Speaking of developments to keep an eye on, 
Samsung is expanding its DIY repair program, making parts and repair guides available for a wider range of its devices, including this year's The Frame TV and both of its flagship foldable phones. The company says that for many of the TV and other display repairs, users will only need simple tools like a screwdriver. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Tech. Yes, Samsung is indeed broadening its DIY repair program. The company says that users will be able to replace parts related to picture, power, Wi-Fi connection, and sound for various display types. They can also buy repair guides and parts for some of the company's 2023 soundbars. Samsung assures that all it takes to do any of these repairs are common tools like a Phillips head screwdriver. Who are Samsung's partners in this initiative? Samsung has partnered with Encompass Supply Chain Solutions, which has long distributed parts for the company. Additionally, Samsung partnered with DIY repair veterans iFixit for the program in 2022. Last month, the company announced that iFixit would start carrying foldable parts in December, although they don't seem to be listed yet. What range of Samsung products does this DIY repair program cover? Currently, Encompass offers parts for 2023 model displays, soundbars, and TVs, along with the Freestyle Gen 2 projector. TVs include three models of the frame, four M-series smart monitors, two of the company's curved monitors, and the Viewfinity S9. They are also stocking Galaxy products, including phones from the S20 Up, Galaxy Tabs S7 Plus and S9, and the Galaxy Book and Book 2. How does this move by Samsung fit into the larger right-to-repair movement? Right-to-repair advocates like iFixit have been demanding more repairable tech for years, and for a long time, companies resisted. Now, as legislative victories have mounted, companies like Samsung, Apple, and Google have made more of an effort to offer parts and guidance for DIY repair. This move by Samsung is a significant step in that direction. That was Simply Tech reporter Michael. Thanks for the insights. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.